0: God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing.
1: Welcome to episode 26 of the Loud Pedal podcast. Here on Flow Racing, Dylan Welch is in Concord, North Carolina. I am currently in Allegan, Michigan, and it is starting to warm up here a bit, uh, finally unthawing.
2: Dylan, how is how's the weather down there? It's beautiful down here this week. Uh, it rained for about 2 months straight down here, but it's been uh sunny and in the upper 60s uh for the last week and continuing for this week so I think we're going to hit 80 by the weekend so it's going to be it's going to be warmer in Charlotte this week, and then it's going to be in Phoenix where I'm going to work so that tells you how nice it is
1: that open just reminded me we we probably need to get a new open for this thing we've had this one for a while right we are we in the season two yet of this uh deal I feel like we just worked right through the winter and didn't really have another season
2: yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we're considering season two or not. So that's that's for you your, you to decide. I'm still rolling as this is season one still, and it has never stopped, and it's never
1: going to stop. That's <laughs> but Timmy of me. needs to put us a new Timmy needs to put us a new open together though. Uh, I saw on Twitter uh, your your uh, what is it? Abreu and uh, Thorson finish from Angel Park was making its rounds, and someone said, "Now I know where that race came from on the Loud Pedal Open."
2: Yep, I know. I I always love when they share that. That's uh that's one of those races that I'll watch watch back every time just cuz it's such a great race.
1: We need to like maybe have one of our listeners uh like make us some music or something, right? Cuz we we can't use music that's copyright anymore. Um, you know, because well, I guess our podcast is not behind the paywall anymore. Maybe we can go back to copyright music, but um just don't want to get dinged on iTunes, but if there's somebody out there, you know, who, who makes some country music besides Chaz Thompson. We will not put his music on here. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe you he can make us an open. Um, how about Young Money? Yeah, how about that? Week late for me. I'm pissed at him. Uh, I'm really mad, Millie. Stop. Um, I'm extremely mad because I put money on him at Homestead, one of his best racetracks, and he was a dud. Uh top five car. I mean he finished fifth. My dogs are fighting behind me. Look I at can
2: this. see I can see him back there. Stop! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh the magic of live television. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so I put money on Larson last week, lost. He finished fifth. I think I had money on Reddick too. But besides the point, I stopped gambling on NASCAR racing this weekend and it was a mistake because he ended up winning Uh, I don't even know what he was in the casino we talked about a couple episodes ago um, putting money on him for the championship I have not done that yet Uh, the odds are probably getting a little bit better I assume or worse well and I
2: think yeah I mean I think too that you know that was his first one on a mile and a half track and and obviously that makes up the bulk of the NASCAR schedule so the Hendrick cars are all super good this year and and I think you know that's encouraging that they go to those tri-oval shaped mile and a half tracks and Larson was as good as he was. So, um, you know, this'll be, this'll be the true test this weekend at Phoenix because that's the championship race. So if they run, run good here, then um, we might have a, we might have a championship potential spoiler on our hands here. It's gotta be so nice to
1: just sit on the couch after coming back from Volusia and East Bay or coming back from Lincoln and watch, turn it on the TV, watching Larson race on Sunday, and not have to get beat by him,
2: right? Yeah, you don't have to race him I'm anymore. Sure.
1: You don't have to race him anymore.
2: It's a lot. Uh, it's like Zeb said last week. It's a lot more money up for grabs for these sprint car guys now that Kyle's got got a NASCAR ride.
1: <laughs> that's what he said.
2: That's that's what he's about
1: to say on this episode that we're about to air Zeb's interview uh, here in a second. Yes, yeah, Zeb Wise is on the show today. Also, Shane Golubic. We'll get to him here in a second. He announced he is heading to. The NASCAR Cup Series at Bristol with Matt Wood Racing, partnering up with Matt Tift and BJ McLeod. We'll play that interview. Actually, let's play it right now. Here we go. We're talking about NASCAR. Shane Golubic and I chatted this week about heading to Bristol. Here's the conversation. Been cool to watch uh, a lot of the Dirt Stars announce that they're heading over to Bristol, the second one being uh, Shane Golubic. Last week, we had Chris Windham. He has joined me now. Uh, Shane, congratulations. This is has to be a huge opportunity for you. I I asked Wyndham getting the opportunity to race Kyle Busch and Brad Kislowski and, and Martin Truex Jr. Joey Logano, you know, you know, these guys are champions and you see them on TV and uh, you grew up probably uh, watching some of the NASCAR races while you're younger. It's gotta be a huge deal.
3: Yeah, it is. You know, I think every uh, racer kind of in any facet of our sport uh, you know, dreams to be able to race with the cup guys um, you know, at some point in their career and uh, you know, for me it, this is kind of a perfect uh kind of just a perfect storm uh, everything kind of just randomly fell into place and we're super excited to be able to go uh you know go race bristol and especially with it being on dirt um i think if if he had to ask me you know what one race i would choose out of the cup schedule to, to go run that would be it you know obviously being a dirt guy um you know basically my entire life it uh that's where you know, I love to race, and uh, I I think being out there on dirt at Bristol is just going to be an awesome experience. And um, you know, I can't thank Matt Wood and Elgro Ford and everybody who's a part of uh, you know getting this whole thing put together. It's going to be going to be a very awesome uh, experience. So, um, you know, it definitely wasn't something I was uh, expecting to happen. It just kind of uh, fell into our laps, as as Matt says. So, um, it's an opportunity you can't pass up. So, we're we're super excited about it. I guess. Uh,
1: essentially, uh, the dirt racing kind of evens the playing field, right? So, um, you know, when you cover when I covered the sport for a while, uh, the restrictor plate races, the road course races, those were the fun ones because uh, it even the playing field a little bit. The size, you know, and and the gap of uh, you know a Gibbs versus a team like you're running for Live Fast Motorsports is pretty huge on a mile and a half paved racetrack. When you put it on dirt, and I was telling Wyndham this you have no idea what's going to happen. We saw the first time in the truck series, uh, Bobby Pierce was really good in a Mittler brothers truck, which was not a, you know, a a contender week to week uh, on Sunday. Um, You have a good shot going into this thing, especially with your dirt experience.
3: Yeah. You know, I think uh, as you said, dirt is going to definitely even the playing field out a ton for, for our team. Uh, You know, Matt Tift and BJ McLeod are going to give me a, a capable car, especially on dirt and, uh, live fast motor sports. It, uh, it's going to be really cool to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, on, on dirt, you never really know what's going to happen. I think uh, a big part of it is just going to be kind of staying out of trouble and, um, figuring out how to be there towards the end of the race. And, um, you know, if we can sneak out of there with a, with a good finish, it's going to be a, a pretty cool thing to, to, to be able to try and do. So, um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, obviously I haven't been, in a cup car ever and uh, I've, I've only run uh, three times in a K&N West car back in 2013 so um, it'll be completely different and you know I'm, I'm it's, it'll be very foreign to me um, but at least it'll be on dirt so I'll have that part to, to kind of uh, you know make me feel a little bit more at home so um, I'm excited uh, we're gonna do uh, the very best we can and, and put, uh, put try to put together a good night
1: those starts obviously coming for uh, Bill McAnally and then our Arca Menards series West, your relationship um, with BJ McLeod and Matt Tift, where did it begin? Uh, when I covered uh, NASCAR with, with MRN, Matt Tift is a cool character. He, he's a Cleveland Browns fan, which I like, um, but he's a good race car driver. Um, he, he had a brain injury and it kind of sidelined him. He's now moved into a little bit more of an ownership role and um, he's, he's a really good kid. And I, I think it's a cool opportunity to go race for some of those guys.
3: Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, honestly, this thing kind of all came together, uh, very, very recently. And, um, it's all a credit to Matt, uh, Matt Wood. He's, uh, he's not afraid of big ideas. And I think that's, what's really cool about him is, uh, whether it's on the promotion side or, or bring in a bunch of chili bowl or midgets to the chili bowl or, uh, you know, any of the different things that he does in this sport. Um, he doesn't mess around. He, he does it to the best of his ability. And, um, I'm just lucky to be the the, uh, the, the driver who gets to, to uh, you know have this experience, and I'm I'm super excited about it. But um, I haven't had a chance to meet Matt or BJ yet. Um, had a few phone calls with them, and and they seem like really really good guys, and I'm super excited about the opportunity. And um, you know, their crew chief is Frankie Kerr, who used to be a wing spring car racer. He's got a couple outlaw wins to his name too. So. Um, you know, hopefully that lends a little bit of a helping hand to when it comes to, uh, you know, me and him kind of working together, trying to get the car better on dirt. Uh, he'll kind of understand my language and I'll understand his. So, um, I think that's going to be a big part of it also, but, um, it's just something I'm really excited about. Um, just got a lot of little things to figure out before, before, uh, we head back there and try and just be as prepared as possible.
1: That's a really good point uh, with Frankie Kerr being a top the box for you. Uh, a lot of experience with some sprint car wins as well uh, and has been in the NASCAR garage for a really long time. Um, this opportunity, I'm sure you don't take for granted. It's, it's a great opportunity um, to race in the NASCAR Cup Series at Bristol. Uh, will you be able to get any sim time? Um, are you going down to Charlotte beforehand to get fitted? How is all of that going to work?
3: Yeah, I think we're going to go spend a couple of days and get fitted and do some of the, the, the things that kind of NASCAR requires license-wise and all that. Um, but, yeah, go get fitted, meet the guys, kind of uh, feel out the whole uh, the team and, and just uh, try and get comfortable with each other before we head back there. Um, that's going to be huge. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to try and figure out a way to get on some, um, some sim stuff. I, I've seen that uh, iRacing is going to be releasing Dirt Bristol, uh, here soon in the next few days so uh racing is not really something i've ever gotten into uh just with not really having the time to kind of dedicate to to figuring out how to do it you know especially uh the few times i've tried to race a sprint car on there it's it's pretty difficult and i i, I just struggle so much that i think i just need a lot of time to get going but um i'm going to dedicate a bunch of time to that and uh i'm going to try and figure out uh somebody who has a really nice simulator kind of near us and uh get on it and run as many laps as I can and uh you know just do everything that I can in my power to be as prepared as possible so uh because I know the team we're running for with the fast sports going to do the same I think Dylan brought this up when we talked to Wyndham you're gonna have to throw a slider on Bell
1: or Larson or you're gonna have to maybe even your NAS teammates uh, uh with Stenhouse and 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 Wyndham you gotta throw a slider on them at some point maybe at least in practice right
3: uh yeah you know i i don't know about practice we're not gonna go too crazy i'm gonna just try and you know get some laps and figure that out but uh you know the plan is to be there at the end and stay out of the wrecks and you know if when it comes down towards the end of the race and if, if we still got a shot then uh, i think the gloves come off and you know you just uh try and do what you can to get the best finish you can so um yeah i'm gonna be respectful of those guys i mean i know these guys have uh you know a lot you know more uh, going on throughout their whole season with points and all that i'm not going to come in and ruin anybody's day by any means but uh at the same time i'm gonna go and compete just like i would any other race and uh you know just treat every car just like it's just anybody else uh, that we race with on any given saturday at a dirt track uh it doesn't matter exactly who's in it uh when it comes down to that so um i'm gonna be you know as uh, aggressive as i need to be in, in the times that i need to be and um i think uh if we can keep our heads on straight and uh, get just get some good laps in a couple of practice sessions and and in the heat race uh You know, by the time 250 laps, uh, you know, when we get to lap 200, hopefully I got it figured out by then. And then, uh, (laughs) we'll still be in a good position to, uh, make something happen.
1: There's already been video surfacing of the practice, and and they're letting guys on the track. Of course, not competitors, but they're letting people out there with stock cars. I mean, the the sprint cars, the World of Outlaws are going there. Um, also, you know, UMP modifieds are going there, so they're going to get a lot of laps on that place. The sprint cars have already been to that place. We've all played the World of Outlaws game, yeah. uh, the Pennzoil 2002 place. So there is a sprint car experience. I mean, the dirt track, you know, the dirt track with stock cars. You you have two stock car dirt starts, right? Were they dirt starts or were they pavement starts? No,
3: they are all pavement starts. All yep, pavement no starts. starts.
1: Yeah. I just, the yeah. banking and the dirt, it's just, it seems like it's going to be pretty interesting with these huge cars.
3: Yeah, it will be. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, it will be, it will be different. It's the, the cup cars are going to uh, set a little bit of a, uh, you know, different bar than I think the trucks did at Eldora. I think it's just going to be a little bit different, but um, I'm excited about it. And uh, I think, um you know, seeing some of the cars rip around there uh, the last few weeks on their test days with the late models and the uh, Hornet trucks or whatever those were that were rolling around there. It looks like a really cool, fast joint. And, uh, you know, as a fan, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see the sprint cars rip around there too. Um, unfortunately, we're not gonna be able to make it all the way back there to, to do that, but um, I think it's gonna be pretty entertaining. Pretty much any, any of the dirt races that hit that, that track th- over the next month or so, uh, it's gonna be pretty entertaining. I know NASCAR probably won't let us put a GoPro on the car, but uh, maybe can you try to sneak one on there? Hey, I'll do it. Do whatever. Yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It'll be cool just to, uh, yeah, show that to the the kids someday, you know, show them that old footage. um, But yeah, anything uh, we can sneak in there, I'm I'm willing.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm really happy for you. Congratulations on the opportunity. Looking forward to seeing you and Wyndham and and all of our boys that are already up uh, on the NASCAR Cup level. Uh, racing on the dirt at bristol it should be really fun yeah i'm excited yep
3: we're uh we're super pumped about it
1: thanks shane good to talk to you all right thank you uh, looking forward to seeing what shane Golubic and matt tiff the old brownies you can see my browns back here matt tiff likes the browns uh and bj mcleod and matt wood and all those boys can do at bristol uh we're trying to get some content out of bristol uh we might have some people there uh, maybe at least for the Sprint car race, um, but we're not sure yet. But um, we definitely want to, you know, cover, you know, Chrissy Bear and all those boys going down there with Bell and, uh, and Larson at Bristol. It's going to be a big event.
2: Yeah, and I think there's some more uh, announcements potentially coming down the pipe. Who are guys they? That have Guys that have truck series rides and stuff. Well, the one that I've heard uh, is Brian Brown in a KBN truck um what but i think that's it i, oh, I think that's actually a, you know I, I think that's actually at knoxville though now that i say that uh because i think Truex, okay, is, yeah. I think Truex is running that truck at, at bristol and then i think i've heard that maybe brian brown is going to run it at knoxville so i maybe are you the breaking that, that right bit. Bit. now are you breaking so, well i just i mean that's just a rumor i've heard so i don't know if i'm not <laughs> breaking anything but uh, that,
1: that connection would make a lot of sense though right and and we can break it if we want to uh that connection would make a lot of sense because Brian Brown is now a rowdy energy uh, driver, right? Same with Rico. Yeah. Um, but that would be Brian Brown's uh, truck debut and NASCAR debut. That'd be super cool to see him at uh, Knoxville. That's just the rumor mill that's going around uh, in, the, in the NASCAR garage. Thank you for that insight, uh, D. Welch, unlike the insight you gave me about Wyndham, which was nothing.
2: Well, you know, I'm, I've got to have my finger on the pulse of the garage here now that you're gone. <laughs> so I've got I've to gotta get all the those scoops here. I don't want to be that – I'm not in the – as we've always said, we're not in the business of breaking news here. I don't want to be the guy that makes, you know, Chris and Noss and everybody mad by breaking a story that they were going to try to break themselves, so. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, but uh,
1: – so uh, hopefully Brian Brown is not watching this and is mad that that deal is no, – but, anywho, um, NASCAR – is a lot more fun right now c bell is tremendous they were they were fast over the weekend as well larson finally beat him uh even though i guess he beat him at two chili bowls now in a row but you know how to get that in there he lost to him at uh, the old road course when he blew that corner right
2: (laughs) yeah yeah he did
1: (laughs) it's just uh, it's a lot of fun uh watching nascar right now but anywho this is not a nascar podcast um Looking ahead, where where are they going? Though? They're at Phoenix, right? Where where are you heading? What's your next
2: broadcast? Phoenix this weekend, and then I go to Atlanta next weekend for the NAS trucks.
1: Phoenix. <laughs> Money on Chase Elliott probably this weekend.
2: Yeah, he'll be I don't be know. Good. All,
1: all these first-time winners, I'm thinking maybe like a Tyler
2: Reddick. Really? I tried that That's once, bold.
1: but uh, he was pretty good at Phoenix the last time they were there. Was he? Okay, I don't talking. <laughs> I got to stop talking about uh, – Uh, NASCAR so much.
2: you You talk about more about NASCAR now that you don't even work for NASCAR anymore than you did when you worked in NASCAR. It's
1: because the sport is way more fun now that I left. I don't understand why. Why did they become more fun? Well, that's because all these dirt races are making it to the top and they're actually not practicing and spending four hours of a practice session during a day at Daytona. I remember I was producing content for six hours for a freaking practice session that no one is listening to. And it's stupid. And they finally got their head out of their ass and figured it out that we don't need to practice; just throw the cars out there, throw them out there and go. Who cares? You're, like, preaching,
2: you're preaching to the it's choir It's finally on that more one,
1: fun. Dude. Like NASCAR is finally getting more fun. I mean, the racing's still the racing is still not as good as your average sprint car race. You know, if you went and watched Lincoln or uh, you know the Icebreaker or whatever, it's not more it's not more fun than dirt track racing, and it never will be. But right now, there's not much going on besides Lincoln racing at 40 degrees every weekend. Yep. Anywho, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, it's not NASCAR anymore. We'll we'll stop the NASCAR stuff. IndyCar. Are you excited to see Jimmy Johnson run an IndyCar?
2: I am. Um, I'm curious to see how he does. You know, obviously he's he's got a big learning curve, and uh, which he admits. You know, it's obviously completely different than what he's used to running. So uh, he's gonna have to work hard. You know, to to be competitive, but. Um, I'm excited. It's a big boost for IndyCard to have a name like his, uh, in the series. And, um, I'm excited to, to get to cover a few races that he's running.
1: When does their series begin and what's his first race?
2: He's running the road course races and their series. I think it was actually supposed to start this weekend. Um, but they race the 18th of April as their first race in, uh, Alabama at Barber.
0: Mm.
1: Did you see the the pissing match between um, <coughs> Jimmy and Boyer and Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch about the suit design uh, that Jimmy has doned in some of his pictures? You know, NASCAR drivers typically have the boot cut, you know, redneck style driver suit. Um, I saw you got some new threads this week. What what style of suit do you wear? Are you like the sports car guys? And um, I, I never even noticed. Are you like the sports car guys that have the, the little, uh, you know, hair? thing at the bottom of your thing that's curled up
2: no i'm i'm team boot cuff um that's just a european thing those guys that have the that have the like tight you know cuff around the uh you know around the ankles that's like a indy car sports car thing i i think i think part of it <clears throat> the reason they do that is because they don't want it to get caught on the pedals like how you sit in those cars like potentially i think it could it can interfere with how you operate the pedals um, but I've always been the boot cuff. I think it looks silly without it.
1: Do most dirt racers uh, have that? Are they the, are they the boot cut guys?
2: I think everybody but Tom Harris. But that's because he's from the UK <laughs> oh, yeah. and he just that's what they that's what they use. So actually, he might have he might have a boot cuff now. Now that I say well, that,
1: what does Connor Daly do? And those guys when they go run dirt cars? I think Ferrucci had a uh, uh, actual you know you know
2: sports car suit or whatever at the Chili Bowl. He's got. He's got the boot cuff now that he's a NASCAR driver. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Wow. So it's a whole NASCAR versus IndyCar thing is what it seems to be.
2: I think it's just like stock cars or, you know, whatever versus, you know, open wheel type American racing versus European racing basically is what the difference is. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get into our hat shakes. um, Before we get out of here, Shane Golubic won a Kern County raceway in the wing 360 sprint car. Congratulations to, uh, one of the NAS guys you just heard from, um, saw Justin Sanders won in a 360, I believe, at Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, California. Uh, congratulations to Sanders. Uh, one thing that I wanted to note, um, the power rankings on Flow Racing, winged power rankings are out. They just came out on March 9th. That's the second edition of them uh, because the Outlaws and everybody else pretty much canceled for the past two weeks, so we sat on them for a bit. Sanders, Golubic, those guys, the three, the 360 guys this week, I have introduced all of those guys in. We are dropping the 410 from the wing sprint car rankings, and it's now going to be the wing sprint car rankings as a whole. So Sanders, um, I believe he's actually a couple points away from making the top 10, nearly made the top 10. Um, he's in there. You know, Golubic got some votes. These guys who run 360s, Mark Smith got a vote, who's a phenomenal 360 racer as well. Uh, so those things have been added. Um, I think we mentioned the icebreaker last week, won by Tim Wagaman. Lincoln raced again, bless their hearts, doing uh through the weather. Have they been going, uh, you know. The gopher was wrong. Or not not the gopher, the groundhog. The gopher. <laughs> the groundhog, Punskatani, what was his name? Puxatani Phil or something. He's bullshit. Yeah. You don't know what he's talking about. He said he said spring was coming early or he said spring was uh, another month away. Spring is here. It's 60 degrees outside. Screw that I groundhog. Know. Not putting him on national television.
2: Hopefully hopefully we don't have a false spring here and we, we get cold again and he'll make you eat your words there, big boy. Anyways,
1: Lincoln, uh finally, they raced again. They've already got two races into the season, and it's not even winter's not over yet. Um, So two races for Lincoln so far. The winner, Tim Schaefer, um, he has had a tremendous year so far. Actually, he's won the most sprint car races on the year so far. He's won three. He won at the king of the 360s at East Bay, and then also one with the USCS Sprint Cars um, 360 Series as well. I believe that was at Southern Raceway, his third coming at Lincoln with the 410 Local Series this weekend. Tim Schaefer and the Hefner boys are rolling. That Hefner car has actually struggled a bit the past couple of years, but right now it's rolling.
2: Yeah, they're uh, they're on the ball right now. And um, Another Hunter Schoenberg I saw went out there too and had a good run. I think he finished second maybe uh, at Lincoln. So. They, uh, it sounded like they maybe took like an made an impromptu trip out there and, and rain second. So that was a good run for Hunter as well.
1: Yeah, and Zeb will tell you here in a second. He's likely going to make a few PA starts before the Attica Raceway opener on second or third of April. Um, let's also look at some other results. The Outlaws, um, they have had four different winners in four races, and that's the reason basically why Tim Schaefer is the winningest uh, driver in the country right now with three wins, though they were uh, two three hundred and sixty wins. Four different winners, four nights with the Outlaws. They've raced at Volusia three times down East Bay once. Um, Carson Macedo is wildly impressive. He is going to be a superstar. Already is, probably. Um, Winning the first night, uh, which is March 5th, at Volusia Raceway Park with Jason Johnson racing the next night, 17th the 3rd, Dylan. Uh, I believe he said, I need to figure out how to qualify, but the rest of the stuff will come together. Aaron Reitzel, though, was the show on uh, Saturday. Four in the fluff, over the rim. I believe Sweet got out of the car and said, look, my car was very fast on the racetrack that everyone else was racing on, but I could not run above the cushion because my car was too tight. So he's like, I was the, you know second in class, basically, because if you had your car loose enough like Reitzel did, you
2: can run above the cushion. Yeah. And that's just, uh, that's classic AA Ron right there. Just, uh, hammer down and have the elbows up and just doing whatever he's got to do to, to get to the front and stay up front. So yeah, that was impressive. And Macedo too. That's who I was going to give my hat shake to actually, because, um, you know, they've been super, super quick and, and obviously a new team for him this year. He's raced with them with Jason Johnson racing in the past, but, um, you know, really, really impressive out of the gate. So, Um, you know, I think, like you said, they're going to be a a force to be reckoned with as we uh as we move out of Florida and 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 start to go to some of these other racetracks. Obviously, that's where um you know the cream rises at the the top, but um, you know, they've been really really good so far,
1: yeah. And Reitzel uh in Victory Lane basically said that he had watched a race with Gary Wright on the way down to the racetrack and he won the same way. I guess this is all time hero in sprint car racing, Gary Wright four in the fluff. And that's where he got the idea. And uh, he started second, I believe, and ended up winning the race. Reitzel uh, So a good pick. I think I'm going to give mine to Corey Eliasson. Um, He has been tremendous so far this year. Um, you know, some top tens with the World of Outlaws. He had two more top tens this past week with the World of Outlaws going down there. Um, he's going to be a threat with the all-star circuit of champions and the all-star circuit of champions are wide open and they're going to be super fun you know with zeb who we're getting ready to talk to tyler courtney we got lucas wolf um you know Corey eliason many got ian madsen i mean there's gonna there's gonna be so many good race car drivers this year and all of them can win races and we're gonna see a lot of different winners just like we're seeing with the outlaws now because larson's not winning all of them
2: yeah well i think that's that's the point you know is that we talked about kyle being gone well with the out or with the all-stars you got right soul that's that's leaving that's you know won three championships in a row he's been the guy um so with both of those guys gone from the all-star trail that really opens it up for uh you know for all those guys that you just mentioned and and you know of course you'll have your your regular you know local ohio guys the cole duncans of of the world that uh you know can can sneak in there and, and grab a win or two. so uh i'm super excited to watch the all-stars this year i think it's going to be a lot of fun they're going to some new race tracks some cool race tracks and Um, it's a, you know, it's a toss up at this point, I think for, you know, who's going to kind of take that step to, to be the guy to beat now.
1: There's going to be a massive all-star announcement coming out in the coming days. And hopefully we have more on the next podcast of the loud pedal, um, because it's big, really big news for both the all-stars and flow racing. And we're super excited about it. Um, so I gave him a hat shake to Corey Elias. And There were some other races too. I think the USAC Midwest Series race. I think we missed Chet Gurkey's win from a week before. Yeah. I think Aiden Purdue. I think Aiden Purdue won this past weekend.
2: Yeah. They, uh, they ran they a Ducoin at the indoor track. Yeah. Ducoin at the indoor track. So yeah. Always good to see our buddy Chet Gurkey still out there getting it done. So he's, uh, he got to have that ecotech rolling. Port Royal canceled. That's your hat shakes,
1: uh, and everything that happened this week. Um, one thing I wanted to mention before we get to Zeb, what's your schedule look like this year, Dylan? Where are you gonna be in a race car? I saw you ha- you you got a new suit. You, you I think you replied to someone saying that you were gonna race a micro next. Where where are you gonna be at?
2: Yeah, for now it's it's just running the micro for uh for Briscoe at Millbridge, so um, which is totally fine with me. We've got, you know, nine or ten races we're gonna run for sure and, and I think gonna try to run some wing races too, which will be fun for me. I've never run anything with a wing, so I think um, you know, I think the plan is to try to, to try to do that. So, uh, we are accepting sponsors. So if anybody wants to, to send us a little bit of, of money to, uh, just help us out and, uh, and get up and down the road, even though Chase is a NASCAR driver, we still need sponsors for this thing. So, um, you know, if anybody wants to, wants to be a part of it, we're, uh, we'll gladly accept your money. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. They run, uh, they run tomorrow. Um, and Chase is going to run because, uh, I think that's the only one he can run this year, and then he's going to basically just turn the car over to me for the rest of the year. So it'll be fun. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it, get to race a bunch, race close to home, which is always good, and go have some fun.
1: I just finished my schedule, and uh, what's cool is I'm going to be able to go to a lot of places around here uh, that I used to love going to when I was growing up. Right now, it's mostly USAC and All-Star races. I'll be attending and uh, kind of pumping out content. Indiana Midget Week, uh, Ohio Sprint Week, a few ASCS shows up here as well. Uh, So pretty excited about that. That's going to kind of be where Loud Pedal is pumping out content to their Twitter channel at Loud Pedal Pod and also on to FlowRacing.com as well. Um, There is, Dylan, a possibility that we will be taking the show on the road. Now, we have some things we need to work out, um, but I can kind of give you my vision, if you will, a live podcast that is streamed either via the All-Star or USAC um, broadcast, if you will, on FlowRacing.com. Maybe it also gets streamed to facebook as well maybe it only goes to facebook we're still working out those decisions we have circled three events one um, you will probably be able to show up to later um you'll be an indie working with NBC, but that is circle city raceway and the all-star event um happening it's the 19th and 20th i believe you're going to be an indie you'll be able to show up later but uh i think blake anderson and i might have to host that one i haven't told blake that yet so hopefully uh, he just didn't find out about it um, the next one is a Casey Kohler event at IRP, our buddy that we've had on the podcast before. I'm hoping it's stop fighting dogs. I am hoping that it's a Thursday night thunder event because I want to see, um, you know, Dave Despain and Jeff Gordon and all those guys, but it's probably going to be the Fatheads big money race. Are you, are you going to be able to get to that one, Dylan? Or no, uh,
2: I think I should be able to, I've, uh, I'm off that weekend, I think. So I should be able to, to come check that out.
1: We got to work with Casey on that and any potential sponsors that want to come aboard uh, on presenting sponsors uh, for these live shows. The final one that I think we're going to potentially go to Dylan Welch is the Sprint Car Smackdown at Kokomo. And we know that you are off that weekend,
2: right? Yep. Yeah. That's uh, I have a rare off weekend, so that'll be, That'll be fun for sure if we can make that happen. SmackDown's obviously one of the, the premier non-wing events in the country, and I haven't been for several years, which is, has always been a thorn in my side. So I'm I'm excited to have that weekend off. And we are
1: also looking for a presenting sponsor for that event as well. Um, so those are kind of the three that we wish. Now we can do more if you guys want to. Um, Dylan has a really busy schedule. It might not be able to work. Um, I'm going all over the place as well. Can you guys stop? Um <laughs> They are ruining this, but anywho, that's kind of our thing. We want to have crowds, right? Like we want, and that's the reason why we've chosen three Indiana race tracks because the restrictions are pretty much wide open in Indiana right now. So we want to have people there. We want people to be drinking. We want people to, you know, have food. It's going to be a whole big event and we're pretty excited about it. So, um, it's all not finished yet, but we're hoping to do all those, those things coming up next Zeb wise. This is episode 26 of the loud pedal podcast. Can someone stop my dogs? mentioned in the open that we are having Zeb Wise on the show, episode 26 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. He is here. What's up, man? How are you? Uh, how you been? Uh, I think the last time we talked to you was at the Chili Bowl. You have now announced you are starting you know, your own uh, sprint car team with um, Wayne Pretty and uh, Sun Dollar Restoration on the car. Uh, big deal. You ready to go for the season?
0: Yeah, uh, Wayne is back home as we speak, but... Uh, he wanted to go back back home and, and see his family. He's been here for a while, so um, he's coming back though Sunday. I got to pick him up from the airport, and then uh, we'll get busy. We'll get you know the cars finished up, get ready to go.
2: Why was Wayne the guy that you wanted to do, to do this with, Zeb?
0: Um, so really, after after Fremont, after I left the McGee deal, um, I didn't have anything in line. I was pretty much open to any opportunities i was just seeking something different and um we had we talked to Wayne. me and my dad have talked to wayne throughout the season but really nothing about building our own team or anything along those lines and i had kind of taken notice of just his way of working and how they did um because he pretty much ran he ran the 17 team so i really really liked how he ran his team over there and i think uh I think it was kind of pretty much the exact person I was looking for. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have ever met Wayne or anything, but or anyone that knows Rizzy. Uh, I don't think Wayne could be more like Rizzy in any way. <laughs> so <laughs> I have worked with Rizzy before, and I really liked the way Rizzy did things, and and Wayne was pretty much the same way. Um, so I think he was the guy that me and my dad were looking for once we kind of made the decision to. Do our own thing, and then the partnership thing kind of came along, and it uh, it all worked out really well. We joke about how weird it was, how everything fell in line so so quickly and so well.
1: Rizzy, as in Tyler Rand's now uh, working for Reinbold Underwood Motorsports. We actually did an all access with him in uh, Florida, where we mic'd him up. Um, so are I you watch. telling us that we need to do we need to mic up uh, Wayne then? Uh, both you guys maybe do a little little combo piece.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you can mic him up. I don't know how much footage you're gonna get because it's probably all gonna have to be bleeped out. But yeah, you can mic him up.
1: We're That's not bleeping out stuff, anything. That's yeah. just the just whole say, point. Oh
0: boy, we want to keep this team for <laughs> for a year. So just for so we want to keep this team for a long time. So don't don't get us in trouble too soon.
2: So, what are what are some of the other partners that are that are involved in this? I and mean, I know I know Sun Dollar, who has you know been been a longtime supporter of yours, is is on board with it too. But who else has kind of made this all possible?
0: Yeah, uh, our big supporter this year. Obviously, we have Sun Dollar. Um, they've been with me. I think this is their fourth year uh, as a sponsor of myself. So, uh, really excited to have Jace, Jason and Kimmy back on board this year. Um, and then we have a new sponsor, Quick QuickPits Auto um they do a bunch of jeep truck aftermarket atv parts all that kind of stuff um they're going to be a big supporter this year they'll be on the side of the car and then we have jason deets trailer sales um which obviously you need a trailer so he's pretty important to us um triple x chassis rider racing engines fk rodens champion oil there's there's so many people i could sit here and name but um, to have everyone stick it out with me and take a risk, really. I mean, me and Wayne are doing our own thing, and we've never done it before. So I'm um, pretty excited to get going here. I'm tired of waiting.
1: When you, when you said that Wayne worked for the 17 team, you were obviously talking about Josh Boffman's team. Uh, he also worked with Tony Bruce Jr. and, and worked with Jason Johnsons, and, and those guys ran a lot of 360s. Um, obviously, Reitzel ran some 360s for a long time as well. But he's not new to the, you know, he's not um, new to the four ten game. He's won a lot of championships already.
0: Yeah, uh, he's he's pretty good. Um, but Wayne is just so tuned in with the cars. Uh, he's, I've I've been in the shop with him for you know a couple months now, and just being in there watching him work and the time that he puts into little things that. Um, I think a lot of people might go look past uh, just the little, the little stuff that he pays attention to, and I, I joke with him a lot because he tries to explain everything to me, and I, I don't really know much. I'm just a driver, and he explains it all to me. And I said, "Man, you could be wrong about all this," and I have so much confidence in you because of all the stuff that you have been telling me, which it all could be wrong, but <laughs> I have no. I just have confidence getting in it, knowing that he knows that much about what's going on in that race car. So um, he definitely is very tuned in on what he's doing.
2: For somebody your age, you have a lot of experience with different teams. I mean, in, in different good teams, you know, from Clausen Marshall to Keith Coons to Matt Wood at the Chili Bowl, um, you know, and even even Sammy's deal on the All-Star deal. I mean, you've been around a lot of well-run organizations how much did all of that knowledge and experience kind of influence decisions that you made to kind of set up your own deal
0: yeah it's big I mean definitely I think being a part of those teams prepares you for something like this um, and the preparation that goes into things obviously I ran three years of CMR and then went to went to Keith for a little bit and just the short time I was with Keith and the way his operation has ran it's it's unbelievable when you walk into their shop and you and you pay attention or their attention to detail is unbelievable. And then I, I raced for Boffman Reitzel in the three sixty stuff. And even when I ran their stuff, I mean, like just some of these teams' attention to detail is is so so beyond what you would believe. Um and the amount of work that goes into these cars uh, is is a lot more than I realized, I feel like um when i would just show up with a race bag and and jump in the car i mean yeah it's it's a good lifestyle to have and it's great but i think me being in the shop this year uh and and knowing what's going on in the race car for the first time really ever um is going to be really beneficial to me and wayne
1: your path obviously sorry my dog your path obviously quarter midgets uh, to midget racing, to wing sprint car racing, relatively new to wing sprint car racing, though Rookie of the Year with the All-Stars last year. Um, how hard are these things? It seems like every time I talk to someone who goes from the non-wing to the wing sprint car racing, it's just a whole nother beast. It's the challenge of it, the competitiveness of it, and the trying to make speed is harder than ever.
0: Honestly, driving the car, I say this a lot. Like, when you're by yourself, it's probably one of the easiest cars I've ever driven. Um, but it's the racing aspect that is so difficult. Uh, you know, when, once you get behind a car and the way the air plays with the car and, and moves it around and you have to stay on top of it um, is so different than anything I've ever done. Micros have a wing and yeah, sure, there's the air involved on the wing and stuff, but it's nothing, you're not going 140 at Port Royal. So it's a little little different once you step into those worlds, but it's just the, the racing aspect of it, the bigger tracks, the, the deeper competition it's, makes it so difficult and I mean you roll into a local show in Pennsylvania and their local show is a midgets a midget national event I that's what I would compare it to and that's that's what makes it so difficult is just it everyone's so there's so many good people that race sprint cars and they're all in really really good equipment for the most part and that's it just makes it so hard
2: well, and I'm sure that was part of the appeal of getting a veteran guy like Wayne in your corner is that, you know, you do still have a lot to learn, admittedly. So having somebody there that, you know, knows how to work on the cars, but can also kind of help you, too, is a is a big draw, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, coming back in, I can I may be able to point at something that I wasn't able to last time or la- the last couple of years. Um, it might not just be, hey, the the car's loose or something. I may be able to go, hey. I felt a vibration over here, it might be this, or something that I may have, you know, worked on in the shop throughout the off season. So that, I think that's a huge, huge part of it. And I, I think you see that a lot in guys that are the fast guys, you know, like Brad Sweet and Donnie and and Kyle Larson is an exception, but he's an exception to everything. But Donnie and Brad and those guys, they are tuned into their race cars a lot more than a lot of people think, a lot of people think. Um, Brad, I'm sure, gets out of the car and says what he needs, not what he feels. I mean, I'm sure it's more what he feels, but um, he knows what he needs and he knows what goes into the car to make it go fast. And I think that's a big part of those guys' success.
1: No question about it. And, And I think I brought this up uh a couple weeks ago when i went on a rant so the outlaws went down to florida and you guys obviously didn't have stuff ready to go for florida yet you're going to open your season with the all-stars in attica donnie shots ran every single race he went to all the all-star races they had a dumb test and tune at volusia the day of an all-star race at east bay and donnie shots went to east bay ran with the all-stars the rest of the outlaws went and practiced like seriously anywho like that's what makes Donnie shots great. Right. He, he wants, because the challenge of being a good wing sprint car driver is showing up at a random racetrack in the middle of nowhere and becoming the fastest one on the property. Right. That's the challenge. Oh Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. It's, you gotta, and what big thing with Wayne is when the night's over, it's over. You gotta go to the next one. And that is one thing that like those guys are amazing at and I truly give them a lot of credit for because I feel like myself and a lot of other people struggle with, you know, getting getting past whatever night you, you were on and whatever happened that night. Um, I, I'll never forget, I was leading Fremont looking for my first first wing sprint car win, and I got passed on the last corner, on the last lap of the race at Fremont by Cole Duncan. And that stuck with me for a while. And honestly, I think it messed me up for the next few races. Um just because I couldn't get it out of my head I just lost on the last corner and it's not like it was a big race or anything it was just a local Fremont race but still to lose to a guy that is outstanding there and does good with the all-stars it really stung like I I almost beat him and, and lost on the last corner so I give those guys a lot of credit for racing 90 times a year and putting each night behind them after after the night's over it's it's tough it's not easy
2: So what is your plan? Are you full-time all-stars this year? Are you doing any midget stuff? Have you gotten that far yet? What's, what's the plan?
0: Yeah. So we'll be full-time all-stars in the sprint car. And then obviously it all depends on how things are going, parts inventory, all that kind of stuff. But we plan on hitting some outlaw shows and, and some local, uh, PA and Ohio shows for sure. But, um, I will run some midget stuff. We actually brought three of Matt Mid- or Matt Woods midgets home from chili bowl and they are in the shop of the spring cars too. So, um, they, I think Matt was just kind of tired of having to drag a dragon midget out here every time Shane wanted to run <laughs> Indiana midget week. So it just made more sense for them to leave one or leave three of them here. I can run one, Shane can run one, and then we'll have a backup. Or if there's anyone else that wanted to run one could run one for Matt. So yeah, I will be at least the first few races of midweek, I believe, are are open as far as the all-star schedule goes. And then um, BC39, as long as it happens, I need to try to defend my title. So, yeah, I'll be there.
1: <laughs> no non-wing
0: races for you guys. No, I don't need to get in a non-wing sprint car. That would not be good, I feel like. <laughs> I was gonna run. One. Why? I I still think about this a lot because I wondered where it would have gone. Um, but I was supposed to run like, I don't know if it's three years ago, uh, I was supposed to run for Reinbold, Reinbold at Kokomo for SmackDown. Um, I don't remember what happened, but he needed a driver, and um, I was supposed to run for him. And it was public info; like it it was out there that I was going to run and. Then it got rained out, of course. So I always kind of have that in the back of my head, like where, where could that have relation that relationship have gone? But, um, yeah, I've just never never really been into the non-wing stuff as much as the wing stuff. I don't know. It looks dangerous to me, which everything's dangerous, but looks scary. I don't like left rears off the ground, and they tend to have the left rear off the ground a lot.
1: You probably would have won that race. I'm pretty sure a CV was winning back then <laughs> in that car.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was i would like to try and then you would have never got Pokemon, it. my favorite track
1: yeah yeah you don't have to have the left rear off the ground right tighten that thing up no
0: but that, that's how you make them go fast it seems like because the left is off the ground sunshine won all his races the past couple of years with the left rear off the ground and that's what scares me i think
1: <laughs> no doubt so dylan and you both have the same sponsor, Sun Dollar Restoration. They've been with you for a long time. Um, tell us about them. I know I just learned last night that Jason and Kim are uh, partners on the Circle City Raceway too. So um, it seems like they're doing a lot in uh, sprint car racing right now.
0: Yeah, they are. They're really stepping up and, and doing a lot with uh, a few different drivers, which is cool. And, and now a track. But um, the the cool story about them is how they got started in it. Really, I mean. Kim was always a race fan when she she was growing up. Um, but Jason really had no idea what racing was and had no interest in it, to be honest. Um, and Kim and Jason were, were at the track at Kokomo one night and I had talked to Kim before. Uh, she's more known for her Twitter name Indie Chick. Um, but they were at Kokomo one night and Kim had, come down and was like hey i want you to meet my husband jason um and honestly i could tell that jason didn't really want to be there he didn't have much interest in it um and we went up in the stands and i i sat with jason and and talked to him really just kind of we weren't really talking about racing a whole lot we were just talking about um about life and, and he asked some questions and i was just answering them as another race car driver and And that's kind of how the relationship got started. Um, they walked down and talked to Tim and, and said, how do we get on this kid's car? Uh, we, you know, we want to help him out and that's really how the relationship got started. So it's kind of cool to see, um, fans turn into partners like that. You don't see that very often.
2: Yeah, they're awesome. They, uh, I mean, obviously they've, they've helped me out a little bit too, but, uh, they just start, like you said, I mean, they're just fans who just want to help, you know, help racers. And that's, those are the best kind of, you know, sponsors is that, you know, they don't even really feel like sponsors. They're just kind of people that are your friends and you have them on the side of your car.
0: Yep. Yeah. You go to their house and hang out and it's, it's not like a normal
2: sponsor who's doing it,
0: um, for different reasons. They might be doing it for, for publicity. Obviously, Jason, Wants that, but um, their their friendship I think surpasses everything that they're they're there for.
1: So, have we seen um, a an, an image of your car yet? Do we know what it's going to look like? We know it's the number ten. Can you give us a backstory as to why uh, you're going to number ten?
0: Um, well, my number growing up was always zero one for The Dukes of Hazard. Um, I don't know why I like that show, but it seemed to be my favorite one when I was growing up. Um, but it was always zero one when I was growing up through through quarter midgets and micros um until I got into midgets I mean I thirty-nine. Um but so when the time came of kind of not really picking a number because that conversation really never happened, but um we talked to Wayne and we were like, Hey, well, you know, what do we want to do for the number? And he was like I think his favorite number was ten. Well, obviously, but I don't know why. I don't remember. He had a reason, but I don't really remember why. Um, I'm pretty sure it was, it was 01. a Dave Blaney thing, right? Uh, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe it was a Dave Blaney thing. But um, my favorite number was 01, and we just kind of, I guess, met in the middle. I mean, 10 01 backwards, whatever. It works. It looks cool. The car looks good. I, I'm i not going to share it, but it looks good. Uh, hopefully, though, it'll be wrapped, and we can post a picture of it here soon.
1: Dang, I wanted to see it. The old, uh, what is the Buckeye Bullet, right?
0: Yeah, hopefully, I'm as good as he was.
1: <laughs> Dave Blaney. Uh, okay, We're so we we'll see the number ten.
0: Anything, <laughs> we don't have any weird aerodynamic stuff going on when we go roll on the track.
1: <laughs> he was at he was at Eldora. He was at the Governor's Reign, I think had that weird uh, leaned over left left uh, side wing.
0: He does some weird. crazy stuff. <laughs> I don't know what the reasoning is, but you gotta have some. He is a badass, it. though.
1: That's because it's he just is. bending the rules. You know, trying to get around the rules, make your car faster than you know, faster than the rules, if you will. Rather than
0: I give him for out I mean, searching outside the box. No one else does that, so
1: yeah, no question. So I think I think I also saw uh, in the Spring Car Midget magazine article that you said you were going to run some PA races before the all-star opener. Are we going to see you at Lincoln or Port on flow uh, here in the next couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, hopefully. Um, obviously we'll be at Attica April 2nd, 3rd, but um, we, we plan to at least run one or two races before that, either in PA or, or Ohio or with the outlaws. Honestly, it probably just comes down to wherever it's not raining because this seems to be a common time for rain. So, um, we'll just kind of wait and see, but probably Pennsylvania. Yeah. where we of on up.
1: All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. i uh, looking forward to having you, uh, back with the all-stars. I'm excited about the all-stars this year. I mean, uh, obviously Wright's was a three-time champion. He's with the outlaws. Now it just seems like it's going to be really competitive and there's a lot of even cars.
0: Yeah. And I think it's opened up now. Um, oh, thank God Kyle got a, NASCAR ride I think we're all happy for that but um, (laughs) get him out of here and and uh, (laughs) get Aaron out of here too I think it opens it up for some guys like me and and Sunshine and and Justin Peck and guys like that to to really compete and get some wins and and see what happens in the championship but yeah we're pretty pumped to get going.